Line, maybe two, I'm guessing three. Kelly Wand. Bill Murray fights undead for the fourth time once a decade, if you count wild things. Ooh. I know. That's the reaction I expected, but I still like. <laughs> Do you have another one, Kelly Wand? Do you have one that's short so I can understand it? Yeah, that one had, that one took I lost uh, that one Destroy lost it. me about half halfway forward into it. Yeah. Half of the words fights I was undead, like, I'm, once I'm lost. a decade. There's math involved. I can't. If the tagline has math, I'm out. Because he's in Zombieland, Ghostbusters, this, and then the 90s. Yeah, ghosts aren't zombies, <laughs> Kelly. Wild Wand. things. No, undead. I said undead. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Sorry, my bad. At that, uh, I have a hypothetical uh, paranormal question to ask you later. But All right, let's let's uh, let's. First, there has note. to be a lull, as opposed to what this is. <laughs> right, I will bring you're that up. Para- you're a little paranormal. <sighs> Finally, Adam Driver in the passenger seat. I go, Tom's going to want something you can understand. (laughs) I think I got that one. I so far like it better than the other one. Kelly Wand, what's a third dead don't die tagline? On a scale of 1 to 11, I give Chloe's performance a Sauvigny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's one for the CinemaScore audience. That's good, yeah. Yeah, CinemaScore. That's a word. Thing is, what movie are we talking about here? Don't spoil it. Just give us some basic ideas about what this is. All right. Well, this week we saw The Dead Don't Die, Mm -hmm. a 2019 American comedy fantasy horror self-referential movie about how the world is perfect and we should appreciate the details. It was written and directed by Jim Jarmusch. It stars. (laughs) What? I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I said no words. It stars Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Chloe Sevigny. Am I saying it right? Tom Waits and Danny Glover. The Dead Don't Die is rated R Hmm. for zombie violence (laughs) slash gore. Not even violence. No, it's zombie violence. And for... Language. Uh, Kelly, one, are there things missing that parents should know about if they're considering bringing their children to see The Dead Don't Die? Which, by the way, Dingus did. He brought his what? He thought about bringing his son to Dead Don't Die and asked me about this. So maybe you should yeah. let Dingus know things that he should be aware of are in this should movie in case he is still thinking about bringing Kiernan to it. What the people, sit- oh, the yeah. people sitting in front of me had a two-year-old with them. <laughs> Kelly Wan, should that should the people in front of Dingus have known anything? Like, what's some information they should have been given before they brought the two-year-old? I like the idea that people wait till the after after opening weekend's over to hear me say these things before taking their kids to it, like they decide it. Basically. Or, for instance, watching it on Netflix. This might be something that people listen to after it's available for viewing in home. 
and they want to know if they need to kick their kids out of the room. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they do, do all the time when they do, want to watch does television. Does Junior need to leave the room, Kelly Wand? What are some things the parents should know? Go watch your TV. Same? Right. <laughs> Which has the same thing on it. <laughs> uh, parents, be warned. There is some Carol Kane. <laughs> <laughs> but not enough. Not a lot. Not a lot. Well, there's... there's no, two, you can say fuck twice. There's Carol two Kane's parts of her anyway. All right, The Dead Don't Die is at 54 on both Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, which makes this part of the podcast super easy for me. It opened at number 12, but it was a limited release, so that kind of doesn't count. Made two and a half million dollars. And it didn't open enough theaters for CinemaScore to poll the audience, but if it had, it would have gotten a D minus. Ah, from Tom. No, from CinemaScore audiences. They would have been like, yeah, well, let's go see the Bill Murray comedy. We like Zombieland. And then they go to watch this, and they come out, and they're like, what? Uh, D minus. That's American what would have audience, happened. American audience would have given it a B. CinemaScore doesn't pull in Germany, Kelly Wand. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Ah, uh, that was CinemaScore. Platform of 32. Kelly Wand. CinemaScore! I have to admit, there were times yeah. I may or may not have fallen asleep in this movie, so I would like you... To recount the events of it so that I'm up to speed when we discuss it in a spoiler context. Can you give me a synopsis of The Dead Don't Die? I could. I think you need to stop seeing movies sober, though. Although you like Godzilla. Weird. I saw Godzilla twice now. I've seen it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Did you see – what did you think of – never mind. Whatever you're going to ask, I liked it even better the second time around. Uh, Final War. Oh, you were in so much. Final War is so. Di- I hate Final what? War. You know what? Final War There's is my under. There's two things you need to know about Earth. Me and Godzilla. No, right. I have that little soundbite for my streaming, but I, I yeah. that uh-huh. that, that movie is so not a Godzilla movie. You didn't tell me that, by the way. Not a Godzilla movie. Final War is just anime trash with with Godzilla scenes spliced in. Anime. Yeah, it's a bunch of anime kids fighting and. And like having their rivalry in school and their squat. Yeah. Oh, I know. God. Got a lot going on. Ugh. Got subplots, too. <laughs> too cool for those in a Godzilla movie? I'm having trouble with Shin Godzilla, so take that. All right, well, you know it's it. Too just, much talky talk. They, they, they got to lay the groundwork for what's going on in the, in the world. Yeah. Although I did like the googly eyes that no one else liked. Anyway. All right. Yeah. That's the only way we're kind of reviewing the dead don't die because this is what the characters in the movie. Would Wait, have you finished about. Shin Godzilla? No. Have you even gotten to Godzilla in Shin Godzilla? Yeah, he's evolving. Got to a few Godzillas. All right, never. Mind. But the characters never—it's like they're never the same character twice, or they all, you know, same job, same suit. Kelly, on maybe you should just That's stick not to, racist. Maybe you should just stick to Godzilla: Final Wars. No, I like the—I <laughs> like, think I like the old ones more than. Either final well, I'm going to start or... watching those. I got the Mothra ones. I want to watch those. And uh, yeah, I'm totally on board with all this Godzilla nonsense. Gamera is a different studio. Right. I know. I'm, I'm past Gamera. I'm no longer a ten year old. I'm past Gamera. Uh, it's time to get into adult kaiju movies like Godzilla. Like Mothra. But today we're here to talk Dead Don't Die. And I'm, oh yeah, sorry I, audience. Well, I just want to know what did I miss, Kelly? One, give me the events of the movie, step by step. Talk me through it. What would I call such a thing? <laughs> You would call it the dead don't dopsis. I did. Oh, there That's you go. the first time you ever got it. Yeah. How ironic. I'm getting good at this. I think I'm trying to make him the hell I'm trying to predict. So. It's kind of like we have a dead. symbiotic relationship like Godzilla and Mothra. Uh, yeah. 
Although we didn't have sex like they do. They don't have sex. Kelly one, don't be gross. Don't be crass. Don't which ruin is... a beautiful thing like Godzilla and Mothra's relationship. Which is which? Well, Mothra is the butterfly-looking one, and Godzilla's the lizard one. No, I'm asking which one is analogous <laughs> to the two of you. Well, Kelly Wand would be – which is the one in a relationship that would do this synopsis? Would that be Mothra or Godzilla? Because that's the one that Kelly Wand would be. See what Tom's doing. The dead <laughs> don't dopsis. Bill Murray and Adam Driver sit in a cop car staring at us. <laughs> That right there could be that. Okay, that could be that. You could then say the right. end, and we'd that's, be good. Yeah, <laughs> that's the movie, pretty much. I got stuck uh, writing this after that, so <laughs> So did the characters. Bill Murray's all. What am I again in this? Adam's all. Since when's that matter to you? This is gonna end badly. Bill Murray's all. Worse than girls? On the radio. <laughs> oh. Chloe Sevigny's all. Uh, dispatched a police car with Bill Murray and Adam Driver in it. Um, Steve Buscemi claims Tom Waits stole his chicken. Or Bill Murray's all 10-4. They don't have a siren, so they drive to some undergrowth with Tom Waits hiding in it. Get off my land! Where do you see Mark in this? <laughs> he shoots at Bill Murray poorly. Bill Murray gently lowers Adam's shotgun barrel. Clearly, this is the film's old wise character. We're done here. Thanks, Mr. Waits. <laughs> they get back in their car and start driving down a street with trees on it. Bill Murray's all. Steve Buscemi's character in this is an asshole. Fuck his chicken. They drive for a long time in silence. <laughs> Bill's all. So how much of this movie is just us driving around in silence? <laughs> Adam's all. Charmouche. Some words are all the dead don't dopsis while the country song from Dark Star plays. Some more <laughs> words tell me who acts in the movie. It's a big cast and a long song. Bill Murray and Adam Driver drive down the same street with trees on it as before. Adam Driver glances uneasily at us and turns on the radio. It's the Dark Star country song. Bill's all. This sounds familiar. It's the theme song. You know, Sturgis Nurblers. It sounds familiar. One of the hee-haw girls sitting beside me goes, I understand these jokes. <laughs> Steve Buscemi and Danny Glover sit at a diner. Steve Buscemi's red hats all make Bay Ling say white man again. Oh, God. A German audience chuckles sympathetically at what the hat really says. Danny Glover looks at us. I really am getting too old for this shit. There's an old white waitress who's dub and a young black waitress who's also dubbed differently. The old one sets a plate down in front of Bushimi. He's all, uh, I said no yolks or pepper. Also, Reservoir Dogs, what I said about tipping wasn't acting. I'm Rosie Perez. I do news now. And in Jarmouche News, polar fracking. Republicans say the Antarctic unemployment rate's now down to 93%, and the days are now longer. When asked about the effects on the Earth's axis, scientists said, well, it's a Jarmouche movie, and shrugged. Film at 11. Bushimi spits coffee in Danny Glover's face. Ah, this coffee's way too black. Danny frowns at him. I mean, uh, when it comes to caffeine, I don't normally have reservations. A Native American cries a tear at him. <laughs> I mean, Swiss cheese gives me gas. A blonde person scowls at him. The old waitress flips the TV channel to a music video. Ah, Sturgis Nurblers. Meanwhile, <laughs> Bill Murray taps his watch. I think the plot of this is Daylight Savings broke my watch off screen. Adam Driver's all. This is going to end badly. 
Bill Murray's all worse than episode eight. They go to a police Ooh. station with Chloe Sevigny in it. Because outraged. Chloe Sevigny's all, I wear glasses in this. Uh, eyes up here. By the way, our new foreigner is also our coroner. She does autopsies with a samurai sword. Bill Murray's all fucking jarmouche. Tilda Swinton walks in. All me Dr. Strange character. <laughs> she walks out. Chloe's all. By the way, Carol Kane wanted to buy Chardonnay, so I locked her in our jail cell. She's dead. Adam Driver turns on a record player and sets down the needle. Ah, Sturgis Nerbler. This movie's soundtrack album has just this one song on it. Meanwhile, in a prison for kids, a black kid and a girl stare at a TV. And in more Jarmouche news, due to polar fracking, the Earth's off its axis, turning the moon purple. On the upside, no one's come back to life. Now let's turn to weather. Here's Sturgis Nerbler. The black kid's all, damn, magnetospheres are dependent on the nature of sources of plasma and momentum, the period of the object's spin, the nature of the axis about which the object spins, the axis of the magnetic dipole, and the magnitude and direction of the flow of solar wind. Oh. The girl extra's all, far out, what's an object? Meanwhile, at a gas station. Hey, Frodo, I got your issue of Creepy 69 here, also the Saturn Three issue of uh, Fangoria. Uh, Kirk Douglas and the robot agreed kissing Pharaoh was like kissing Hitler because of the mustache, but otherwise similar to hugging Kate Jackson. I like the idea that in the future there's three Saturns. Why does everybody call me Frodo? He wasn't a mustache gas station cashier attendant. <laughs> Selena Gomez walks in. Hi. She takes out a clipboard and starts crossing off names. Let's see, I did Harmony Corinne. Jarmusch. So next month I'll do a Zwickoff. Butte von Trier. Ugh, wait, I know. Solens. She picks up a CD case. Oh, cool. Sturgis Nerbler. I thought I was a musician until I heard his cover of Dark Star. Protozol. You like Sturgis Nerbler? What hotel you staying at? <laughs> the male hipsters all. Hey, is this butter a liquid at room temperature? Oh, jeez. Really? Well, he's a hipster. Naked Arnold sits down on top of the horrified old woman beside me and goes, Jim Jamus forgot to ask me to be in this movie, so I went to his house at night and watched him sleep like the paranormal activia, but he's taking forever, so at 4.30 I leaned over and screamed, it's not a tumor! Then he jolted awake, and then I told him that I didn't want to be in the zombie movie because I thought the comedy was too broad. <laughs> I would like to do the very dry comedy, like in the Terminator 3, when I tell the gas station attendant, talk to the hand, and I buy the pink sunglasses because the Terminators have bad eyesight. I'm all just your model, but he's asleep, and the old woman's dead. Meanwhile, back in the movie, it's night. The waitresses also live in the diner, so they talk at night inside it. The old one looks kind of like the blonde old one who replaced Polly Holiday as Flo on Alice. You know, the second one? The black one's all, by the way, Tilda Swinton's name, and this is Zelda. You know, Robert Redford's wife? Shouldn't that be a DiCaprio reference? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And who's Polly Holiday? Suddenly, Christopher Lambert in a leather vest and a lady zombie with her arm over her head come in and just drink some coffee and murder them. <laughs> I look over at Roberto Benini sitting beside me and go, 
My zombie had hit the dispensary. He bellows something loud and idiotic. The next morning, Bill Murray looks at the waitress's bodies in the diner, comes out and says to Danny Glover, It looks like they were killed by a wild animal, or several wild animals. By the way, I slept in the jail cell last night with Carol Kane's dead body. Brought back a lot of old memories from Scrooged. She didn't turn into a zombie because the moon's not purple yet enough. Danny Glover's all, me and Pesci were all, fuck now, let's just have our lethal weapon characters do a spinoff. Gone fishing. He shrugs. Adam Driver drives up at a yellow iPod, goes into the diner, then comes out and goes, looks like it was a wild animal or several wild animals. This will end badly. Would it help? Shut up, fool. Safe city of stars. White man. Nice body. Meanwhile, in kid's prison. And in Sturgis Nurbler news, drilling beneath the ice caps has caused the dead to rise. Al Gore tweeted, told you. The black kids all. A caliber yow infolds compacts indimensional Kaler manifold has a holomorphic inform that vanishes in a Kaler metric with global holonomy. The girls all. Nurbler. Meanwhile, Adam Driver loses interest in the murder scene and drives across the street to watch Selena Gomez and her teenagers get out of a car while Bill Murray Murray watches them do it. Selena's all, Officer, do you know where a diner is that I may eat at? Uh, There's a diner across the street there, but it's closed because this isn't going to end well. Bill Murray's all, speaking of, he hugs Selena Gomez, whispers something in her ear that we can't hear, and walks off. Adam's all. This hotel has vending machines. Here, I'll give you some loose change for them. Oh, hey, you have a Star Destroyer key ring. This scene is like when Andrew Garfield got that Spider-Man comic book stuck to his head and under the Silver Lake. Should I stop? No, keep going. I'm just not hearing Tom. Yeah, I'm not either. I thought that was just his reaction. Oh, now do you hear me? Yeah. Oh, I, I was giggling, I promise. <laughs> I was giggling profusely. I just okay. had my mic muted. Okay, we just couldn't hear you. All right, fine. Right, <laughs> I, was, I was just checking. Just checking. Was I dropping off? No, not you at all. You're fine. All right, leave all this in. <laughs> uh, Selena. Hey, you have a Star Destroyer key ring. This scene is like when Andrew Garfield got that Spider-Man comic book stuck to his hand in Under the Silver Lake. Adam's all, yeah, I got this from Logan Lucky. He removes his wooden arm. Here's some change. Oh, I see you bought Sturgis Nurbler's CD. Selena's boyfriend's all, hello, can we check in? The wind's blowing too much gluten on my quinoa for Snapchat. The hipsters walk inside a hotel room and stare at us through the window. Bill Murray's all, hipsters from Cleveland. Chloe walks up. I'm still in this. God, Jeremy <laughs> walks up. My character owns this hotel. I'm Rosie Perez still. Waitresses and diners all over the country are making Robert Redford references before dying to a wild animal. Or several Robert Redford references. <laughs> Actor Adam Driver, who recently left acting to be in Star Wars, said, quote, off the record... This isn't going to end well, unlike the name of Sturgis Nurblers. End quote. Purple Night falls again. A bunch of people who were buried along with their cell phones and are now zombies stand on a sidewalk and go, <laughs> Wi-Fi. And the phones still work. In the police station, 
Carol Kane shambles out of her open jail cell. Chardonnay! <laughs> old Murray shoots her. That also brings back some old memories. Adam Driver's all. I guess she kills zombies by shooting them in the head. <sighs> Bill's all. She was a zombie? Chloe's all. My character's real and upset that this is a zombie movie as opposed to American Horror Story being married to Wes Bentley. <sighs> Meanwhile, in a morgue, Tilda puts clown makeup on two cadavers. Cadavers? Because she always works on two at the same time. Their eyes flick open. She shuts them. They flick back open. Beside me, Mel Brooks rolls his eyes. Finally, the corpses sit upright and wait patiently while Tilda draws a samurai sword and decapitates them. Then she looks at us <coughs> and goes, Oh, I didn't think these Balf and Claudy Bluters will be Harry Hoofter and me, Cackett and Grand Wisner Goodies talking out their fanny flaps. Isn't it Jimmy Loon Mare's way at Mare Minja near and they danged to me rat ass pea brushed up me killed with a swadge of wee bear and swin it. And that's some truth. <laughs> she walks to a police station and enters it. Bill Murray's all cool. You're now chief of police. You stay here and listen to people <laughs> scream on the radio while me and Chloe and Adam Driver just drive around near some trees. <laughs> She says something in Scottish again, so they point at their ears, shake their heads, and leave. <laughs> Meanwhile, Black Kid and his extras realize that the door to kids' prison is open and unlocked, so they leave. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tom Waits mumbles stuff. Meanwhile, Danny Glover moves into the gas station with Frodo. They watch curiously as the zombies smash their way in. Danny Glover's all, damn, guess we should have used more boards instead of pages from that creepy... Hey, I collect those boards. <laughs> they forget they're holding guns, so the zombies kill them. Meanwhile, Ron Jeremy walks around his hotel eating Selena's pancreas and mumbling, although he's not a zombie. <laughs> the Germans in that scene were all, aww, they're really bummed with Selena Gomez. <laughs> Meanwhile, they made the same sound when Bill Murray said brings back a lot. They made that sound a lot. Meanwhile, Bill Murray and Adam, with Chloe in the back seat, drive till they find a bunch of zombies and park in the middle of them. <laughs> Chloe's all, I can't take this movie anymore. Hey, my grandma's out there. She opens the door, walks outside, and dies. Adam sighs and locks the door behind her. <laughs> this is going to end badly, by the way. Jim sent me the script. Did you say this will end badly this many times in the script? <laughs> I said it even more, so uh, change those to a couple of them to Sturgis Nurbler references. Suddenly, a UFO shows up, and Tilda Swinton shows up too, and it sucks her inside and leaves. <laughs> Adam's all, oh, that wasn't in the script. Bill's all, that's surprising. So, how does Jim want to end this? We give it our best shot. Bill sighs glumly. Did Paul Feig do punch-up? They get out. Bill <laughs> Bill shoots a couple zombies with a shotgun and Adam hits a couple with a bat. Then some extras mumble on them till they're submerged. I look over at Benini and go, actually, that would have been a good ending for girls. Some words tell me who sang the theme song. The end. <coughs> I'm sorry. I just gave up. No, Kelly Wine, you did well. You, uh, well, 
before I say anything specific, let's go around the table. Let's do our was... over and under and tell us very briefly what you thought of uh, The Dead Don't Die. Dingus, why don't you go first? What's a movie that's slightly better, a movie that's not quite as good? And briefly, what did you think? And then throw it over to Kelly Wand. All right, so under I would put Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back uh, because that's I think never under. I think this movie crosses the Kevin Smith line um, but isn't as bad uh, as far as self-referential is, is concerned. Um, and uh, I really liked it up to a point, and then I just got weary of it. Um, so, uh, I think, you know, the, the lesson that he's trying to teach us or the, or whatever, whatever message he has for us is, uh, isn't as good as the, as the way that black Klansman does it. So I would put that uh, as the over, um, I, I love that sentence. Yeah, I know. I understand. Uh, I, li- I liked this up to a point, uh, but then I just got wary of it. Next. Is that me? Um, yeah. Uh, I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. Uh, I know what Dingus is saying. I liked it more than both of you. Um, I haven't said anything. I, you don't know. Yeah. I haven't. Uh, well, <laughs> let me just say this. that I'll, th- I liked it. A lot at first, and then I think I would have bailed on the ensemble and just followed the cop characters for the whole movie because I was laughing a lot during the Bill Murray Adam Driver stuff at the beginning, and then the rest of the movie happened. It's not stranger than paradise enough. I like movies where people drive and don't say anything. I think it's funny shit. Um, but and I thought Adam Murray and Bill Driver had really good chemistry, <laughs> and I thought it dragged when they weren't around. That's my short review. Um, but it made me laugh. I laughed like ten times, but seven of those were in the first ten minutes. Um, yeah. And my most baked. Uh, so my over Strange the Paradise, and my under, I guess for Jarmusch movies would be Street Train, because that starts out good too. With the Asian couple, and it kind of gets lamer as it goes by the end. Oh. I also think the Taxi Cab ones. He's always hitting this. What are you gonna do? Anyway, I think it's worth seeing. You have a complex evening planned around it. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, my over and under are Selena Gomez movies. My oh. over is uh, is Polar, starring Mads Mikkelsen, which is this that. terrible, lousy comic book movie where Selena Gomez is the – she's like the, the female lead, and she's supposed to be all uh, – like she's supposed to be like all tragic and quiet. And uh, like you could watch half of it and think, is that – is that Numi Ray Pace? And he's like, nope, it's Selena Gomez halfway through. Uh, Polar's terrible. But my under is a movie called Aftershock, which is uh, pretty much an Eli Roth movie. He didn't direct it, but it's his money. He decided he would be in it. He's one of the main characters. Uh, he gets lit on fire. That's pretty funny. Uh. Uh, but the best part of Aftershock is when Selena Gomez, who I don't know why she's in that, uh, he walks up to her in a nightclub and tries to pick her up, and she just wants none of it and shoots him down, and then she pretty much leaves the movie. Uh, but Aftershock is terrible. It's one of those Eli Roth movies about how, so oh, in other countries, these uh, swarthy people will kill you if you're white. It's terrible. It's well, your worst nightmare. Um, so there you go. Uh, Aftershock, not as good as The Dead Don't Die, but Polar, slightly better than The Dead Don't Die. And I, I 
did not care for this at all. And I, what is Jim Jarmusch doing? Oh my god, why did he do a zombie movie? He has no business doing this. So, uh, yeah, big thumbs down from me. What's he doing referencing himself in the movie? I mean, in that mo- in that moment where the script where where they talk about, well, I read the script. Jim gave it to I me. I thought it was going to get all Dupuis, uh, like like rubber during that. Well, I, I everybody there was a I was in a big I was in the but rubber's more committed to it at eleven thirty in the morning. That was pretty full of people, and they all groaned. When oh really? When he, when he says Jim gave me the whole script. What they think yeah. of the Steve Buscemi hat? Because the German audience likes that. They're like ah. Nobody nobody had anything to say about that. But they, but they just groaned at the whole. Uh, Jim gave me the whole script, and that and that's where it crosses. I mean, it's just. I mean, can you not be in love with yourself so much? Honestly. Uh, well, Bill keeps kind of circling back to it too. I yeah, I mean, it I starts early, Jim. Dingus, with the uh, that's the theme song bit, like uh, very early on in their first yeah uh, bit, and I think it does that. Like I, I, you know, all the stuff about that's a very Romero car. Nobody looks at a car and says it's uh, Romero. I mean, it's a muscle car. It's a cool '70s muscle car. Uh, I just think the movie is full of pointless references outside itself and inside itself. And if he, you know, as Kelly Wan mentioned, Quentin Depew's that whole meta commentary that deadpool kind of thing breaking the fourth wall that stuff's great when you commit it can be great when you commit that goes to it. all in on it but yeah i don't understand why it's just in drips and drabs here and well it's just adam's character isn't it um well, i no i mean the whole selena gomez thing about you know that's a very uh what were the other things you, you know referencing tilda swinton says that's a star wars chain like there are all these things yeah. and you know adam driver's holding it that can't be an accident that's still adam driver though i mean Oh right, right. Special. It's about him. Well, also he's the, like the, Deadpool. He knows he's at a coward book. I guess. I guess so. Maybe. I mean, but why? Why is his character like that? I don't know. I thought he was improvising at first. They go, oh, they just see how. I kind of doubt there's much. Because even if it's just his character, and it kind of mostly is though, but it doesn't go. He just repeats himself. He doesn't kind of embroider it as the movie. Well, what do you think? There's a reason that his character is that way. I think they just thought it was funny. Okay. Well, actually, I really I, do because there's a lot of stinkers too. I started to forgive because at a certain point in the movie, uh, I, I in my notes care. I wrote that everybody's just so casual about this except yeah. for Mindy, and a part of me was like, you know, I kind of wish that the male character would have been the uh, screechy one instead of Chloe. So instead of Mindy um, being the the screechy female, um, but uh, I kind of I kind of started to understand uh, or or maybe forgive the movie uh, for having this casual idea about zombies that where he's like, well, I think it's just zombies uh, because it's part of our culture now. Um, and, and execution's everything. You can make a movie and I, no zombie culture exists. I guess. And I kind of liked that, actually. I kind of liked that development, that that feeling of when I was writing uh, like my notes about it, thinking about, oh, well, the zombies are everywhere in our culture right now, uh, in video games, in books, in uh, you I mean, know, the driver's in, character, in yeah. classic literature. Uh, I mean, it, they're everywhere. They're all over the place. So. The fact that he would just be like, yeah, I think this 
is probably just zombies. Uh, was, and there's an unironic creepy magazine fan who's not meta. Right, right, right. But the the problem that develops in the movie, and this is something that uh, our our one writer in our Luke S talks about, uh, who I think who really liked the movie, is that um, is that Jarmusch just explains it. <laughs> He just he just drops it on our plate like a like the end of Psycho like this is what the movie is about. Uh, I mean, I liked kind of discovering what the movie was about. The movie is about addiction. The movie is about the things that that we are in love with that we can't get beyond that make us into virtual zombies. I liked that idea, and then he has to just plop it on our plates like a, a, a pile of crap, and I didn't like that. Well, it, it makes me. I mean, all this stuff, Dingus, is is implicit in pretty much every zombie movie, and that that's why I I wonder why is Jim Jarmusch making a zombie movie because I don't oh. think he understands the genre, and I certainly no. don't think he can. Because ex- uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead, I'm not hugely fond of it. It's a fun comedy, but one of my favorite things about Shaun of the Dead is it's a serviceable zombie movie. Simon Pegg understands zombie movies, and he he made a good one even while he was making fun of it. I don't think Jim Jarmusch understands these zombie movies that he's referencing. And or has I, seen them. I, I exactly like I don't I don't think I, I don't I don't think he's or even like, in touch with the points he's trying to make about consumerism. My feeling oh, is this whole movie. It's random. My feeling is this whole movie is a very weak, drawn out, plotting, structural support for having Tom Waits do spoken poetry over scenes of Bill Murray and Adam Driver killing zombies. I think that somewhere Jim Jarmusch thought, yeah, that'll be a cool idea, and he made a movie that led up to it. But it, he's so out of touch, I think, with the kinds of things that he's trying to use. This, art house product. I mean, art house product, but also like way past its sell-by date. One of the things that Tom yeah. Waits says at the end when he's – Doing his litany about yeah we're the zombies we're ghosts uh, I uh, hate that we're addicted we're, we're addicted to our Nintendo Game Boys yeah, Nintendo the, like there has not been a Game Boy made the Game Boy is thirty years old there's Robert not been Redford she knows the black character knows the Robert Redford great guy but isn't that on purpose <laughs> isn't he pretty much oh, no. isn't he pretty much this? chorus and I mean, this—that's what Jim Jarmusch is trying to do—is is have him be chorus. Right, but my point is They're that is so. Com- his his references are out of date. Nobody, a Nintendo Game Boy is something that came out in 1989 and was discontinued 20 years ago. Like, the, if you want to talk about, if you want to make a story about, you know, and and the original, well, Dawn of the Dead certainly. George Romero had some very sly and possibly even unintentional touches about zombies representing consumerism, uh, knocking over and, you know, overrunning the mall, all that stuff. Oh. And, oh. And, and it was like malls were cool back then. You know, when the Blues Brothers drove through a mall, that was like a super awesome scene. Malls were the cutting edge of consumerism. And, fun, and here yeah. he, he has he, – he's got – you know, you know, Tom Waits talking about, you know, he mentions Wi-Fi and maybe he thinking he says Instagram or something, but he thinks people from Cleveland are hipsters and maybe that's supposed to be a joke. But to invoke a 30-year-old piece of hardware as representative of what people are addicted to just says to me, you don't know what people are addicted to. You don't, you don't understand what, well, what, what contemporary consumerism is. Yeah, uh, and if you want to make a story implicating that, that's fine. 
but first of all, understand zombie mythology, and second of all, understand modern references and how it's relevant. You know, talk to today's audience, not to the audience of 1990. I think he's still stuck back in, you know, talking to the people who who he made Stranger Than Paradise for. Um, well, why, he, I, here's what it comes down to. I think he's an old man. I thought man. that was quaint. Why is that any different than him pulling a, a copy of Moby Dick out of the dirt? Well, Moby I Dick mean, is timeless. The Nintendo Game Boy and Instagram and Selena Gomez glowing and being a Cleveland hipster, those aren't timeless. And even then, I'm not sure what Moby Dick... I don't like, go any... I mean, it's too... I don't know. It's all kind of stitched together. Like, I don't... Well, can't... Well, can't he try to make the Game Boy be sort of timeless for the chorus? I mean, I mean, like I'm, got talking, the cast first I'm talking about the, the Greek chorus sort of idea. Right, and that's um, what I'm saying is I think the point of this movie was that chorus idea, that Tom Waits spoke in poetry while Bill Murray and Adam Driver slay the people that they know. But also an actual song playing intermittently. And Adam Driver referring to the script. There's about four different chorus things going on well but i do i do like i mean i wouldn't mind this idea if, if he if he was sort of moved by zombie mythology and he wanted to show this this finale i i like that idea i'm okay with this it, and having tom waits narrated i like listening to tom waits voice I, I i wanted to like that last scene having bill murray and adam driver fighting to their deaths overrun by the people that they know you know zombie mythology that's yeah, all about yeah, the yeah. people that we know are converted there's this point of uh, of of zombie uh Zombieism being infectious, and them being us, and us being them. That's all there. there. All that stuff for what Jim Jarmusch is trying to do is there, but I think he just did it as an out-of-touch old man who doesn't understand the genre that he wants to play with. But uh, he, he got lucky, so, like, yeah, I, sure. But, like, he, even throughout the movie, like, maybe they were just ad-libs or something, but it still kept sucking me back in, like, when... Chloe goes out of the car and Adam Driver locks the door. <laughs> like she shuts the door behind her. Like that kind of made me laugh. I, like I mean, it, it's right. I I wondered too. Like it, I'm with Dingus. And I never I totally broke up with it. I was always on the till by the end. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand why Jim Jarmusch continues to suck the life at continues to suck any pacing out of stuff that he shoots. And I, at, at this point, I, I think he's trolling <laughs> us. But there, there's sure. part uh, part of what is on. Part of what a zombie story is about is is growing dread, uh, and is is this awareness that oh my gosh everybody you know you know death is, is whether zombies represent uh, death or, or communism or, or virulent disease there's this sense of you grow aware to it and and you realize that it's an existential threat to civilization and zombie movies traditionally accelerate to a great big overrun where the zombies break through and kill everyone and I think that's what he was trying to do with this this finale but he he removed any sense of dread or stakes or tension from everything leading up to it because yeah. we don't care about who dies because the people who die don't care and, and live who don't care about who dies the people barely even interact with each other and these characters that he's introducing part of what i think you're supposed to do in zombie mythology and apparently jim jarmusch realizes yeah that's what you're supposed to do but he didn't see it through is create these scenarios of disparate people having to come together. If you're going to introduce in your movie a racist and a black man, why are you going to do that if these elements of their relationship don't later come into play? They're there in the diner, then Steve Buscemi goes off to die alone, and Danny Glover goes off to die with... And this is another, by the way, sign that I think 
Jim Jarmusch doesn't understand the times. Comic book nerds aren't comic book nerds anymore. This is Disney. This is mainstream now. People like Caleb Landry Jones's character, that's every 20-something. People, people don't use Frodo to make fun of people anymore. You know, Lord of the Rings is mainstream, Jim Jarmusch. It's, it won Academy Awards. It kickstarted uh, Game of Thrones. You know, these are not l- lonely, nerdy boys in comic book stores anymore. All of this is outdated. Uh, but anyway, my point being, if you're going to have all these disparate characters, make us care about them. That's kind of the point. Make us uh, see them in different uh, interesting situations. I you know, think that's Jim, actually a good point. Yeah. Jim Jarmusch, go watch uh, Kingdom from Korea. Go watch Black Summer from, uh, oddly enough, Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, you know, watch The Battery, an independent uh, zombie movie by a great guy named Jeremy Gardner, which is basically two buddies stuck in a in a dead car surrounded by zombies. Uh, watch Wormwood if you want to see how it can be exciting and thrilling and, and you should have pacing in your movie. Watch Train to Busan if you want to see uh, zombies represented in a new and exciting way. There are great things being done with zombie mythology, and Jim Jarmusch seems oblivious to all of it. Um, yeah. So Luke Luke S also says this, and I'm wondering how you feel about this, Tom, based on uh, that whole thing that you just said. He he says there's a deep contempt for the denizens of small town America on display yeah. here, which felt a little icky at times, but is probably not completely unjustified. Uh, <laughs> a, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I, yeah, like the, the Caleb Landry Jones character, the Steve Buscemi character, uh, I don't know what he's doing with Tilda Swinton, the, the diner chicks. Like, and by the way, I, so, I, I, I had such a huge crush on Esther Belen from Stranger in the Paradise. I loved seeing her in this, and he just like kills her real quick. I felt bad about that. Kills them all, though. Like, um, I guess so. None of the but... payoffs are good. There's like some cute setups. You say they are or they aren't good? The payoffs aren't. The setups, some of them are right. good and some right. aren't. But I think he didn't care enough. Like the stuff you're saying you should watch, like he's too – I don't know. I don't know why – I think he just felt like making a zombie movie without doing any real research. Well, I just – I expected the girl to barf and she barfed. And I I don't want – I want my expectation to be broken. Uh, I don't want her to be the one whining and crying and running around. She's the only one – I think it's Kelly Wan, but she's the only – or when you said this, she's the only one who knows she's in a zombie movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll give her that. Other than she, so she's the only one I cared about because she knew she was in a zombie movie. Everybody else I don't think knew. you're supposed to care about him. I don't think he's but going for, I, I don't going understand. for detached irony. Okay. I don't understand her decision. I mean, I mean, I understand her saying, I want to get out of this nightmare. And it's um, either boring to you or it's... Uh, but it's but I don't understand the, the, the feeling of, I want to get out of this nightmare, so I'm going to commit suicide. Well... Uh, I do think, to his credit, Jim Jarmusch has seen Night of the Living Dead because that's what happens to Barbara in Night of the Living Dead is it's when she sees her brother that she finally breaks. She's she's catatonic. She's histrionic. I mean, there's a weird part early on in Night of the Living Dead where she's hysterical and the the dude slaps her to to knock her out and calm her down, which is really weird seeing that these days. Other than than stuff like that, Night of the Living Dead really holds up. But that's kind of the, the breaking point for Barbara, and it's a significant part of zombie mythology is our loved ones are vulnerable to it and, and it infects them and it you know zombies are us and there's the point where we realize yeah your grandmother or your brother in the case of night of the living dead your your daughter even for some of the characters uh, become zombies uh and that's when barbara gets sucked out into the zombie crowd and i i thought that 
that Jim Jarmusch was doing something similar with Mindy seeing her grandmother and wow. just sort of giving up at that point and letting herself get pulled into the to death in the zombie crowd. Um, I think uh, there was like the cops like uh, The Rock in San Andreas where they didn't really try to help anyone or solve anything <laughs> or rescue other people. It's not that kind of movie. He didn't give a shit. Like right. it's Charlie's Angels. Yeah, no one did. I mean, that, for the most part. I mean, Dingus is right. Like, why? I, I yeah, Chloe Sevigny's characters. Mindy was, was was the only one here who really seemed to care. I mean, I guess even when Caleb Landry Jones and Danny Glover died, like they just kind of like, oh well, <laughs> I guess we're yeah, done. Yeah, it was really. Like, oh, there's a lot of them. There's too many of them. Oh well. Yeah, exactly. Like that's a horrific even, moment and, in a zombie and, movie when they break through and you realize you're you're, you're fucked. They're gonna overrun the place. You're dead. Uh, and they just kind of shrugged. It was really weird. And it's stupid that they've so reinforced that one door and they just forgot that door that's right over there. I I think Kelly's right though to just say that it's supposed to be like an ironic detachment, and I, Uh-oh. you know, he's got no room making fun of Cleveland hipsters if that's the kind of movie he's going to make. No, yeah, and I'll say this: right. an right. under for me, like the most egregious example of what you were talking about, like zombie mythology, misunderstood and destroyed and like just mangled, was uh-huh. uh, Warm Bodies, where at the end, oh sure, I yeah. think love turns him back alive, and he's been shot by the way. <laughs> Does it, I don't know what it does with the bullet wound, but like that's like, and then everyone suddenly becomes from zombie to like normal. Well, that whole shining. thing, like with Rob what Corddry, like that whole thing didn't really want to play. It just wanted to be a Romeo rom-com. and Juliet. Yeah, 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 it was a rom com uh, Romeo and Juliet, and there's the living and the, the dead. I yeah. wanted to murder that whole fellow. Right. Uh, let me ask you guys what what are your favorite uh, Jarmusch movies? Strange in Paradise. Yeah, yeah, I would, I, I would have easily. to say that as well. Uh, I mean, and Ghost Dog is kind of cool. Like for out, down by law. Ghost Dog is by far my favorite. I love, I love that movie. It's just so cool seeing Forrest Whitaker get to do the stuff Swords, in Ghost Dog, yeah. be that character. Yeah. yeah. I just love the way that movie. I haven't seen Dead Man either. I love the way the movie oh. is structured, and I, and as you said, I love seeing Forrest Whitaker do that stuff. Yeah. Dead Man, I do. I recall liking a lot. I, I want to see that again. But like Dead Man, I, I liked the sort of the episodic nature of it, and this, this sort of picaresque uh, rogues gallery of Western characters. And Fair I want to see Dead Man again. Watchable. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I should watch him now instead of just talking about it. Uh, and I'd forgotten too about you know he this, he came off of this doing was the vampire thing his last movie. Because like, all that? I remember about that was how cool it was watching Tom Hiddleston drive a sexy car around bombed out Detroit. I mean, oh yeah, I guess he was a vampire too. Like Wait, that what? barely even registered. I, just got, I, got, I just got so bored with that movie is the problem. What was that even called? He did vampires and then zombies? Yeah, what was the vampire one called, Dingus? Uh, it's called No One Here Gets Out Alive or something like that? Or No, that's a door song. Amongst us. Uh, and there's ghosts. I, I don't remember what it's called. One. Yeah, uh, Kelly Wan, why don't you re- What's the... Uh, hold on. Uh, I know the name of the uh, vampire. I, I haven't I, seen it. I watched Ghost Dog. We did it for the yeah. podcast. Didn't we do the... Oh, uh, Byzantium? No, I don't think so. We didn't do the Jim Jarmusch zombie, uh, vampire movie for the podcast. I don't think so. We've only so. done Byzantium. It's the only vampire movie. And I did that annoying Orange County movie. I thought yeah. we did. Only I don't, lo- I don't only think so. Lovers Left Alive? Is that it? I don't... Yes, Only I Lovers Left Alive. It. Yeah. Dingus is right. right. And we didn't do that. Uh, okay, maybe we didn't do that. So that popped into my head. I don't know why. Only lovers uh, left alive. And he had like, long hair for that. Right? But you liked it more than this. 
Uh, I don't remember much of it, but I'm just saying at least there was something. I don't. I don't think I'll remember yeah. anything about this. Like maybe, think, maybe Tilden Swinton's line about I don't, that's definitely not your tartan. Like that was cute, but I don't yeah. know that I'll remember that in. He's all right. Five years. Yeah. She just shows up five minutes occasionally. <laughs> I, I I did love the the little she's at least uh, a concept. bit of dialogue that she's strange. Well, she's Scottish. Right. See, he makes fun of – that's the thing, Tom. That's what I'm saying is like mm-hmm. he's got – people make – there's Trump jokes and Frodo jokes, and uh, he makes fun of Cleveland and Scotland. What were the Trump <laughs> jokes? I liked the a hat. lot of the lines she, in the oh, right. movie, but I just didn't like the movie. I mean I liked a and lot the of the lines. Uh, I just don't – I like Bill Murray and Adam Driver. I was kind of – I was enjoying their – they, they were kind of cute screen? together. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I was bummed when they weren't on and screen. I'm like, ah, oh, they were kind of but funny. It, it was really weird to watch Bill Murray in this movie knowing that I'd seen him in Zombieland. Well, it's weird because he's Bill Murray in that, and in this, Adam Driver's the one who's playing Right, Adam right, Kelly Bill Wan, Murray's yeah. also kind of Bill Murray later. Because then Bill Murray gets in on it. He goes, yeah, you, you don't know what I did for Jim. His joke, but he said when he goes when he slept next to Carol Kane and said brought back a lot of old memories. They like that one. <laughs> and he seemed very I don't, like he seemed like that's how Bill Murray would be in a zombie movie more than Zombie Land. He wouldn't disguise himself as a zombie. <laughs> Come on, he'd be like this. This is more realistic. He'd join the police and drive around with Adam Driver. That seems more Murray style. Zombie Land's a farce. It's a crazy cartoon of a movie. Good uh, over. Uh, under quarantine. The thing that um, the thing that Lucas says is that uh, overall, I really enjoyed my time with the Dead Don't Die. It's blatant in its themes, but that was clearly the point. Uh, Jarmusch. On the thinks, Jarmusch thinks a lot of us are idiots. Well, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. That's. <laughs> I don't mind that, and I don't mind him making fun of small town. I America. do mind that. I mean, I hated oh, that. I, I hated the fact <laughs> that the chorus had to say, "This is what the movie is about." Yeah, I got it. I can figure that Too out. Well. I hate yeah. being told what the movie is about. I hate being told that. But I they have to. He has to catch dumber people than you too, Dingus. Not everything's about you, right? Well, you just have to that, wait for the slow kids true. to catch up to your page sometimes. Come on, Captain I, Marvel. I, I don't like movies telling me what they're about. I like figuring it out myself, no matter how many times I have to watch them. And Unless I don't, the weather's annoying and education. Uh, and I, don't like, I didn't like Charmouche having Tom Waits tell me what the movie was about. I already figured it out, Jim. Jeez. And and this, those phones were... I mean... Uh, what phones? It was just so the phones that they're all carrying around, and the and the tartan girl that Tom just talked about saying fashion. Uh, I mean, I got the addiction kind of thing, and I don't know zombie movies as well as you guys do, but I don't want to be told what it's about. I want to figure it out myself. Uh. Tom thinks there's not even enough there to justify what you're talking. About. <laughs> Probably. You're upset about too much stuff there. Uh, I thought it was kind of weird that the zombies uh, conveniently disintegrated into black dust. Yeah. Like there, was, there, there wasn't even gore, really much gore. 
in this, which yeah. is kind of weird. And he well, also, I thought it was just a mythos thing. And He's I was also confused why he turned the camera away when there was like head chopping going on. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like because that's part of another part of the trapping of zombie movies is that kind of gore and this idea that you know they're just flesh you can kill them with impunity, and that the you know that the, when people get like also they're notoriously gory when people die. Uh, but yeah, when he was beheading, it, it was weird that they did the CG Selena Gomez head. Like, why did they do that weird effect? <sighs> she didn't um, talk. Well, what's the, what's the what what are the rules as far as like he's holding her head and and she blinks? I mean I mean I, it depends. I think the rules That's introduced the here rule. are no until you like until you like kill the brain it's still a zombie. I, I don't know. In uh, Walking Dead thing is in Walking Dead one of the things that a particularly terrible character does uh, Samantha Morton by the way is uh, she takes <laughs> people that are like friends of everyone else and she cuts the, she turns them into zombies where she cuts their heads off so that they die. But if you don't destroy the head, the zombie's just a, an animated head. And then she sticks them on poles outside of their, their town, and they come out one day, and they're their loved one's heads alive, zombified on poles. Uh, so the rules there are if you don't trash the brain somehow, then it, it's not going to die. So I think that's what was supposed to be going on here. They don't as well. feel pain, though. What do you mean by trash the brains? Shoot like, it or poke something through it, unless you, like, stab the brain, the brain so somehow. Destroy the brain, then the zombie is still alive. That's. What if you just bore it? And zombies right. don't need to be entertained, Kelly Wand. Well, yeah. Well, then they'll <laughs> like the polls. Go, you, oh, beat, yeah. you beat me on that one. Very good. I, I do think he, there's a line about uh, I think during uh, the Tom Waits poem at the end uh, about dust to dust, and I think that's why Jim Jarmusch made them just a uh, black disintegrating uh, dust. Poetic. Yeah, is he wanted it to 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 be that, uh, which I think is also a kind of a a weird, a weirdly peaceful way of expressing that zombies are about anxiety, about death or decay or disease or cancer or whatever, oh, right. is you just have it graceful. You know, dust to dust is a reassuring way to express death. Uh, and to make oh. your zombies invoke dust to dust, that's, that kind of doesn't quite fit the anxiety that I think zombies are supposed to tap into. But who am I to question Jim Jarmusch's uh, zombie safe. take? Yeah. Or maybe he shot it for PG-13, and then they went, oh, there's too much language. He's like, what the fuck? Well, no, they, I mean, there were there, there are moments where the, uh, the zombies are eating organs, and that's not there, – there's no way to make that not PG-13. And the number of times they show those corpses in that jokey diner sequence, um, <laughs> there's no way to not make that <laughs> PG-13. Ingus, it was a wild animal or several wild animals? Or several wild See, that's so – are you guys – like you guys were on board with like the pacing of that scene and the, the, the repetition and the joke? Like did any of that no. work for you guys? No, no, no Dingus. I, no, but I liked when Adam Driver drove. Wait, wait hold on, Dingus. Car. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dingus. No, because I, I could see every new joke coming and I don't want to see jokes coming. Okay. Uh, I mean I, I could see the moment the first joke came. The second joke came. The third joke came, and I was bored. Kelly, well, it's only as funny as Dingus. Dingus doesn't like. It. I thought the crowd control joke was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, so Kelly wanted that whole because that's classic Jim Jarmusch is just have people stand there for a while. Don't worry about your cue. Eventually, come in. The repetition, just the dead air between dialogue, like that. Did that diner bit work for you? Uh... 
when they went in, it didn't. I did like the crowd control, and I liked the cars pulling up. But just that so whole process. Out, I mean, that, that I think you could lift that scene out and say, this is Jim Jarmusch in a nutshell. If this scene yeah. works for you, you would. I think you would appreciate most Jim Jarmusch. If this theme, scene doesn't work for you, uh, maybe buyer beware. I did like it in a way because um, Danny Glover was standing there the whole time, and it was implied that he was the one who discovered the bodies. And so an unspoken joke for me that I kind of liked was the idea that Danny Glover was the first to go in and come out, and we didn't see that part. And he probably said, oh, an animal or so. Like it was already in progress when the scene starts. Right, right. And he's also not doing anything. He just goes, well, I'm going to go. But he just walks <laughs> off. I like that also. Um so it was getting it, – I mean it, it never dragged long enough for me to go, I hate the movie. Like, right. Just as I'd go, oh, fuck, what's, what's up the – oh, that's kind of cute. Like it would always kind of rescue itself narrowly. But I – it was more of – it was usually like a timing thing. And uh, repetition humor is funnier to me than it is to you. Like you just get annoyed by it I think on principle. Like you're like, oh, uh, I, a I waste think of you, frames. I think you have to earn it. I mean I, I, yeah. I think you Probably have to be a good it, Tom, I'll say. I'm All right. Tom, yeah. Yeah, David Wayne didn't earn it, and I, I don't feel that Jim Jarmusch earned it here. Uh, but I like stupid jokes sometimes. Like, I like the audacity of them. Sure, sure. And I like silent – like, when an opsis is bombing and it's dead silent, it's sometimes so much funnier to me than <laughs> just an actual laugh would be. Because I knew I'd get the laugh. It's like Dingus was saying, where I know it's going to happen, so I'm bored. I don't want to know the joke. I want to be – jokes about a crazy hairpin right turn. So I kind of know what Dingus is saying. But what was my point here? Something cool, probably. Am I supposed to know who Sarah Driver is? Who's Sarah? I don't know who Sarah Driver is. Who's Sarah Driver? So she's the female coffee zombie, which for most of that scene, I I, I thought they were making a coffee joke. Um, well, that was Iggy Pop next to her, So, I, but I don't know yeah. who she was, and I figured she was some aging rocker or something. Maybe right. somebody related to Adam Driver, like Adam Driver got his sister in there or something, maybe. I don't know. Well, I have no idea who she is, but at the end of the credits, it said that she was like a uh, character consultant. On the, <laughs> she, or, or she was okay. some sort of like story. My arm should be over my head. She was some sort of story <laughs> consultant on the movie, and I didn't know if, if this was going to be one of those uh, – there's actresses that you guys say, oh, yeah, well, she's been in a ton of these movies. Yeah, I didn't know. That sounds dangerously like script girl, Dingus. <laughs> All right. All I don't right. I don't know, though. I, no disrespect to her. Because she was, she was fine. I mean, at least her and Iggy Pop seemed to be – that was Iggy Pop, right? I'm not dumb, am I? No, you're not dumb. Yeah. At least they seem to be having fun. And I, I will say, you know, the, the I do enjoy – seeing because you rarely see it these days just the classic retro zombies that rise up out of the grave like i, I did yeah. kind of appreciate the conventionalness of the mythos and but, talk a but little if, bit yeah but if you're not going to do anything with it why why are you doing it I, I, that's just eats. where i eventually came up go ahead what was going on yeah i can't remember oh but but i just liked that you know i don't think jim jarmusch has any awareness of things like should zombies run uh, what like i don't think any of that is ever entered into the equation for him in terms of making this movie so it was kind of cool just to see they're conventional they're slow they're rotting uh they, they get through when the plot calls for it and the writing. movie's not afraid to have kids 
kid. Yeah, exactly. That whole thing, Dingus. Yeah, but it, it, it didn't. It, you know, it spared him. He didn't. Like, the point. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere. The point of having kid zombies is you've got to deal with them, and this movie just showed us the kid zombies, but no one had to deal with them. Oh, all right. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, what is it? Twenty-eight days or twenty-eight weeks? Uh, well, 28 weeks in its own way, but it's 28 days later that has uh, Killian Murphy with the kid zombie in the convenience store. Yeah, even yeah. even Walking Dead opens with uh, Andrew Lincoln dealing with the kid zombie in I think the first episode. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. That's a classic moment in that where the the woman's daughter turns. Um, yeah, that was the first one. First yep. kid zombie in yeah. film. And most Sorry. people don't realize this. Zombies. Uh, the first use zom- a tool. <laughs> well, well, not only not just her using a tool, but the first zombie that uh, Barbara and Johnny meet in the in the in the graveyard tries to open the car door. It knows how the car yeah, door yeah. handle works. It picks up right. a rock to smash the window. Yeah, like a, a lot of this it knows stuff. Knows how to give a cinema score. <laughs> <laughs> C minus. So uh, there we go. We did uh, what we Jim... do in the shadows. I think is another good over. Uh, like there's that does work. Move on. What did you guys think? Of the way uh, Tilda Swinton played this character, the way she just cut right angles when she was walking, and the way she talked and whatnot. I didn't know All what right. was up with that. I mean, I guess if you're going to have a UFO pick you up at the end of the movie, whatever you want to do is fine. But Yeah, it was I, of a stripe. Yeah, what the fuck was up with that? I, no, I and mean, then they talk about it, too. Like, that's not in the script. There's a movie called uh, uh, Freaks of Nature that is similarly wacky where a ufo shows up at the end there's a really good australian uh zombie movie called i think undead where a ufo shows up at the end so i'm okay with ufo ufos showing up at the end but generally there's a reason for that or there's some kind of a reveal or you know if you're going to do it like uh the coen brothers in man who wasn't there you know you kind of have to earn that outrageousness um so yeah i don't know what was up with that and why how could you magically start computers like what i guess she was an alien all along Go figure. Scottish. Uh, oh, so that weird hacking, like, thing that she was doing was because she was an alien? So I will say, and this is strictly on me, I will bet you dollars to donuts, Jim Jarmusch has no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, he'd be baffled you're asking these questions. When she leaves... When she leaves the uh, the funeral home and is walking down the sidewalk, and she's kind of tall and lanky, and she's got the long white hair, I was thinking of the tall man from Phantasm. Like, like I think. Or Jarmusch. And I doubt I doubt Jarmusch knew that, but the tall man in Phantasm is an alien from another planet who gets bodies to convert to slaves and send to his planet at this funeral home. Uh, and so when she walks out and she's tall and she's got the long white hair and she might have, was she in slow motion? I don't remember. But I was like, oh, that reminded me of the tall man. Maybe there's something going on with her mortuary. And turns out, yeah, she was an alien. So I was kind of act- – Jim Jarmusch accidentally referenced something, I'm guessing. Yeah. Just because of the hair. You could oh, just so say – Well, the hair and she was referencing the priest. Nope. The hair, she was from a funeral home and she was an alien. Those are all aspects of the tall man. Oh, I see. What you're saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. Okay. And her uh, org had little silver balls on <laughs> I didn't understand that she was an alien the whole time. I thought she was just being rescued. Uh, oh, well, maybe you might be right, that's Dingus. The only interpretation. I mean, but how does she? How does she magically hack computers, though? Only aliens well, can know. do that. We don't know anything about the aliens. Yeah, and no, only aliens and Russians can do that. Yeah. But she was the mo- only one worth taking. She, Kelly Wan, what did you th- take Tom Waits? How did, do you know who Larry Fessenden is? Like, do you recognize that guy? Yeah, 
I love that guy, and I hate seeing him getting crappy parts like this where he just plays weird perverts. That guy's great. Give him well, s- something better to do. There's a lot of thankless roles in this. That's true. Selena Gomez's, so. <laughs> Why does her head glow? I have no way I wasn't to looking at her that head. question. <laughs> and I didn't think of him as a weird pervert either. Well, he he's he leers. That's he's the whole thing. The whole thing is that what he wants most is Cleveland. Like he goes in and presumably the movie, his hang up or his obsession is these kids. I mean, I mean, I think that's what's being implied. And you know, he the first when we first meet him, he's eating cat. He just licks the cat food spoon. Oh, I think my audience actually went so weird. Yeah, my audience did too. They hated yeah. that. There's a guy in Police Academy too, who uh, there's like he's ha- he's got cereal on his. Uh, and then he he looks at it and goes, "Did you shit in my cereal again?" And he flicks cereal at his cat. Like my cereal bowls out a litter box, and then he starts eating the cereal. I can't. I need. I really need to watch these these police academy movies. They sound fantastic, Kelly Wand. And I remember the audience. And this is in the eighties. They were like, "Oh, like it was too much for them." They're like, "Oh God!" Like they hated that character and never wanted to see him again. Like too, they could never come back from this. Sounds like and Police like, Academy really brought us forward uh, as an audience. Their character didn't show up in the later movies. <laughs> Might have died. <laughs> but yeah. All right, um, so Dingus, we made Luke FC. Actually, so he liked it, though. So, Like, he's worse than the Bobcat Goldthwait. Not all is lost. Luke S. appreciated uh, The Dead Don't Die. I don't hate The Dead Don't Die. And Kelly Wan liked it. So me and Dingus on one side, Kelly Wan, you and Luke S. on the other. What's uh, that movie with um, Paul Dano and Harry Potter where he farts? Swiss man, Swiss man, Swiss man, yeah. Swiss army man, Swiss army man, right, right. This is kind of like that to me. Like I like uh, it probably okay. more. Should. At least that movie uh, had some pacing, though. Yeah, it's better than this. <laughs> but Paul Dano, Adam Driver, and, and Paul Bill Murray, like just their scenes are kind of. Paul Dano and Adam Driver should play brothers in a movie. Has that happened? No, that would end badly. Oh. I'm just because no, when you said that, I was like, yeah, of course they should. I thought you were saying that because they have. Yeah, that. Why is it there? There should be like a buddy I could cop be his movie. Brother, I used to drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Chandler and Adam Driver, you guys don't look similar. Well, to Our be fair to Dingus, also, I'm 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 not over Adam Driver yet. I still love seeing the guy show up. Yeah, I liked him in this. Yeah, I liked him in this. I liked him in the horrible it's Star Wars good. movies. I I just love. I liked him in Black Klansman. I love seeing the guy. And uh, yeah. same with Bill Murray. So he steals movies. He really does, doesn't he, Kelly Wand? He steals. Yeah. He stole and girls. So he- he stole girls. He did steal girls. Yeah. And in this, he's got Bill Murray as his foil? Come on. How can you hate it that much? Like, Bill Murray and Adam Driver as cops together. Well, Kelly Wan, like, that's, I should love that's this. That's two-scene-stealing movie. No, I, I should love this, and Jim Jarmusch's fault that I – like, it's he has to do quite the horrible job that I to make me not love it, and he did. I guess he forgot that if you have the scene stealers in both the same scenes and then they're not in the other <laughs> scenes, they're not going to steal those Kelly Wan, there were no scenes to steal. Their scenes were – they stole the scenes from themselves. <laughs> there was nothing worth stealing. This movie was barren. There was nothing worth stealing. Nothing for Bill Murray and Adam Driver to steal. They were just standing there. It's like you have someone break into a vault and there's no money in there. Oops. What a terrible criminal you are. Like uh, Geraldo Rivera. See the <laughs> Geraldo Rivera film. They should that, have that, been driving around in the smart car. That reference predates – Jim Jarmusch. I was going to say, it's right up there with Jim Jarmusch's Game Boy reference. Robert Redford. Dude, I haven't seen the Robert Redford. So that's how well-schooled in the right. film yeah. medium. 
the black well, waitress was. All right, so we we have some options for what we should see next week. We can't <laughs> do Toy Story Four because that's in <laughs> this Germany. This is a debacle. Yeah. Uh, Dark Phoenix. You know, we could do that. Uh, we could do the new Men in Black. Uh, we could all go see Godzilla again, like I did. I wouldn't mind. We could do that again. Um, <sighs> but what we're gonna do is something. Uh, not entirely different because we've done it once before. I think just once. We're gonna do a TV show. So here's what we do, and I, I've that's I, our review I, of Summer o- 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 019 so far. <laughs> I mean, I, I just do think that this is worth uh, doing a podcast on. So we're going to do a podcast on Chernobyl, which is a five episode miniseries that aired on uh, HBO. Uh, we will watch it. I know you've probably seen it, and next week we're going to come back and talk about it. So if you have seen Chernobyl, and I'm pretty sure you have, it did pretty well. Uh, let us know what you thought by sending some comments to 3x3 at quarter3.com and get those to us by June 23rd, midnight Pacific, and we'll include those in the podcast. Uh, also, if you have any thoughts about fake celebrities, and the example of this, Bradley Cooper in Star is Born, he doesn't play Bradley Cooper. He plays like Ridley Granger. I forget what his name is. It's something like that. He plays a fake celebrity. And in a lot of times in movies, you have to have a fake celebrity because the movie can't afford uh, the real celebrity. So the Ranger. It's something. Is it, was that close? I don't know. I just like saying it. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with that until I'm corrected. Ridley Bradley Granger. Cooper plays the country star Ridley Granger, the country celebrity uh. Ridley Granger in Star Is Born. So if you know other movies where there's someone who plays a fake celebrity, let me know. Like, what are some examples of fake celebrities that do or don't work? Let's talk fake celebrities. Not next weekend, but the weekend after for our 3x3 <laughs> episode. And send your favorite fake celebrities to 3x3 at quarter2three.com and get those to us by midnight Pacific, June 30th. And we'll do a show on fake celebrities two weeks from now. But in the meantime, uh, you guys check out Chernobyl. We will be as well. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, we'll see you then. I am Tom Chick. I've been here with Christian McCluskey. It's Christian Murawski. And we also had Kelly Wand. What if you die and come back simultaneously as a ghost and a zombie? Lars von Trier should make a mummy movie. I prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. Zombie heads would make good pets, actually. Your film knowledge is impressive. Well, Redford's Gratsby.